0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are continuing in 2 Samuel, the 22nd chapter, a great, great, great uh, Psalm, Song of David, that he wrote when the Lord gave him victory over all his enemies and King Saul. Sort of important, right? Uh, in the previous episode, remember what we saw that God is blameless. David declared that the Lord's way is blameless, that the Lord's word is tested, that the Lord is a shield for all who take refuge in him, okay? And then he declared, hey, who's like God? There's no one like God. The Lord is our rock, He's our strong fortress. And you know what? He sets us on the blameless way, on His way, on the path that He desires. Twice He uses that word "blameless." Okay, and so if we would get heed to that, you know, so often we think that uh, uh, that we're that we're unable to walk. And that, that word "blameless" means complete, uh, uh, means having integrity. That we are incapable of walking that way. Well, we are in the flesh. If you do it in the flesh, if you do it within the soulish realm, if you do it by your own power, forget it. It's never going to happen. <clears throat> but if you do it in the Lord, you can do it. So the last verse we looked at was uh, verse 34. It said, He, God, makes my feet like hinds feet and sets me on high places. Then David says this <clears throat> in verse 35. Listen, I've always I've loved this, <laughs> this verse right here for years and years because it's sort of a personal kind of thing. He trains my hands for battle, so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. What does the Lord do? Let me read it again. He trains my hands for battle, so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. It is the Lord who trains our hands for battle. David wrote about this another place also, in the 144th Psalm, First verse, he said this, blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers <laughs> for battle. Anyone, any of y'all want to take a wild guess why this is sort of close and personal to me? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of y'all don't know. Uh, I play piano. I play keyboard and I lead worship, that kind of stuff. And when, when I am doing that, and <clears throat> that's literally what I'm crying out to God, Lord. You're the one that's trained my hands, and you've done this. You trained my hands for battle, right here. According to the 144th Psalm, you trained my hands for war and my fingers for battle. And I believe the Lord does this in a lot of folks' life, and it may be with interfacing with a music instrument. Okay? David had that going on, right? Also, it may be in writing. David had that going on, right? writing psalms and things like this. But being able, whatever you do with your hands and your finger, that it would be done unto the Lord. What if you like to sew like a seamstress? You do it unto the Lord. What if you like to garden? What if you like to build things? I've got several friends that are, are I guess, outstanding woodworkers. I mean, they like to just take a lump of wood, a big piece of wood right here, and transform it into something. You talk about having your hands trained for battle, your fingers for battle, your hands for war. Yeah, it's the Lord that does that. It's the Lord that empowers it. Uh, God did it with, I can't remember the guy's name. I never can remember this guy's name. But when God told Moses, uh, I gave him the instruction for building the tabernacle and all the stuff that was in the tabernacle, the Spirit of the Lord literally moved upon this guy And he was able to make all this stuff out of uh, gold and silver and bronze, but also out of stone and out of wood. Everything that would be needed, he was empowered by the Spirit of the Lord to do this, and those that were around him learning likewise. It's the Lord who does this. Now, remember, David's giving thanks. He's giving thanks for victory in a battle, victory over his enemies, victory over King Saul. But he's saying it is the Lord that has done this, okay? And then the next part of the verse talks about that, uh, so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze, okay? And you say, well, what is that all about? Well, in Job it gives us a little hint. The 20th chapter of Job, verse 24, says this. He may flee from the iron weapon, but the bronze bow will pierce him. (laughs) So somebody may be fleeing um, from a sword that you may have or something like that, but when he's fleeing, that bond of, that bow of bronze can get him. And David is saying, it's the Lord that gave me strength, that gave me uh, skill to do this. Now, verse 36, he continues on. You have also given me the shield of your salvation, And your help makes me great. Whoa. Now we've seen this shield already, how the Lord is what? Our shield. Yeah. The Lord is the one. uh, Shield to all those who take refuge in him. Now David is saying, you are the shield. Okay. You are the one who's given me the shield of your salvation, your deliverance, you know, a rescue of safety, of welfare. And when he says, and your help makes me great, well, we understand that. But you know that word help can also be translated. I think, let me check here. Oh, really? That's interesting. I just looked this up. Oh, <laughs> well, isn't that interesting? It means this. Your help, your answering me, makes me great. But listen to this. You know what that word means? And it's the Greek, uh, Greek word, Hebrew word, anaba. And it means Humility, meekness, gentleness. Wow. Okay. It can also mean like tenderness and patience. I'm reading this all my little resource right here, right? David is declaring that, Lord, you're answering me in this way, in your humility, okay, in your meekness, Lord, is what makes me great. So often we think that when the Lord answers, that it's going to be what? Yeah, fire from heaven accompanied with thunder, right? Yeah, but David is saying, "Hey, just the meekness of the Lord moving through me and being the shield of my salvation literally makes me great." David continues with this idea in verse thirty-seven: "You enlarge my steps under me, and my feet have not slipped." You enlarge yourself. It goes back to a, a proverb gives some insight of this, Proverbs 4.12. When you walk, your steps will not be impeded, and if you run, you will not stumble. David is saying, Lord, you're the one that has literally kept me upright. You are the one that's kept me focused. You're the one that's kept me solid on my feet, and my feet have not slipped. Well, feet have not slipped when? Well, I think the next verse may help us with the context. David says this, I pursued my enemies. And destroy them. And I did not turn back until they were consumed. And David spends a couple more verses talking about what he had done. Remember the whole point of this that he's giving thanks to God for giving him victory over all of his enemies, over King Saul. And he's declaring, It's the Lord that's done this. Lord, you enlarged my steps underneath me. You gave me the ability to do this, to run. I pursued my enemy. You did that, Lord. I destroyed them. You did that, Lord. My feet did not slip. And he said, I did not turn back until they were consumed. He said, I didn't go and hit them and hurt them a little bit and think, well, that's enough and turn around and wait for another day. I kept on going and I kept on going. And that is because of you, Lord. You are the one that did this. You are the one that trained my hands for battle, for war, my fingers for battle. You are the one that strengthened my arms where I can bend that bow of bronze and take them out. And in the midst of all this, Lord, you are my shield. Folks, this is the same Lord and God that dwells within us. Then how dare we choose to walk in fear? How dare we not fight the fight that he's called each one of us to fight? You know, we sit there and say, when things come against us, well, I just can't do anything. You know, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. So sometimes I sin and it's just nothing I can do about it. Give me a break. You're absolutely right. You're dead to yourself. There's nothing you can do. But as Daniel said to Nebuchadnezzar, there is a God. (laughs) There is a God. And not only does he dwell in heaven and on high, he dwells within each and every true believer. Get up, folks. Fight the fight in the name of the Lord and watch what he does. Again, I'm Dale, and I'll see you all next time. Goodbye.